it's here. Peloton's best offer of the season. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton tread. Choose from accessories like a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, yoga blocks, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. Hurry, Peloton's best offer of the season is here, but not for long. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Limited time offer cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Hello and welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the premier flagship and international podcast of LRM Online. I'm your host, Brandon Jones. And on this week's podcast, we got some Nick Dolls and Danny K. Bartlett's gentlemen. How y'all doing? I've been better. How are you guys? <laughs> I'm good. Danny, how much have you been better, Nick? What was the what was better than today? What could how could today have been any better for you? Give me one thing that would have been better had today turned out right. Uh, my aunt wouldn't have died. Oh, well, that really sucks. That could have been better. <laughs> yeah, that was yesterday, but otherwise I'm good. I'm here with you guys. I'm having a great time. Apart from today, then. <laughs> I am better today. You know what's weird? As you were saying that, I was like, wait, where are you going with this? We know what happened. What Are you, are you just <laughs> you being a jerk with that? on the show? <laughs> You could have just said you got laid. You could have got laid today. That would have made oh. the day better. But you had to. You had to go down that route. Sympathy sex always works. It always sells. <laughs> so on today's show, we've got a twofer for you all. We're going to be having a conversation about Sonic Two, as well as Michael Bay's latest Ambulance. Before be we do that, we've got <laughs> we've got a bunch of news stories. Handful, handful of news stories. We're going to go back to. Classic Jammer style, where we've got like what three or five stories that we go in depth about, and we do our movie reviews, and we shove off and let you enjoy your weekend. Sound good to you guys? Sounds good to me. Yeah. All right. First up, we're going to be having a conversation. So this is a little bit of a redo. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't on the show last week, and so my concept of what you all talked about it's a little bit slow. It's a little bit bad. I apologize for that. It's also bad. I didn't get a chance to listen to the show. I was in DC all week. I wasn't invited to any uh, coke fueled orgies, but you know that's probably about me, not them. I'll do my best. We'll, we'll see. What? see what happens. Well, what that sucks. You never heard? Of, oh yeah. Are you? How much politics do you pay attention to, Danny? I know there's some. What American politics? Yeah. The only <laughs> politics there Fuck. are. <laughs> that's all you guys talk about isn't it politics <laughs> republicans versus democrats about some shit every day some law that got passed that the other side doesn't agree with and everyone doesn't got, agree with it and nothing ever happens and then you vote for a president isn't that how it works that's how it works yeah. wait and, and you forgot about the midterms you have caucuses and and tea parties and shit and then then you vote <laughs> for the guy that's got more red than blue or whatever and then it all goes wrong again yeah no? you got yeah, you nailed it right Oh, it's very much the same as the UK. Yeah, very much the same as the UK. <laughs> yeah, you guys have, uh, you know, COVID parties and all of the good stuff. But no, so the comment that I made, uh, there was a, a representative, Madison Cawthorn, and he was talking about, you know, being a younger guy in Washington, D.C., and they were having coke-fueled uh, orgies that he was invited to. And apparently, <laughs> I, I imagine because Kevin McCarthy was very disappointed that he won't get invited back again to these coke-fueled orgies. But that was a joke for anybody that doesn't know. That's what happened. I was in DC, was not invited. But anyway, so I didn't get a chance to listen to the show. 
I did I crash? Did I crash the party? Yeah, because you no. weren't invited. Did you just go anyway? Do you not know who I am? <laughs> it's kind of like Picard this week. That is like Picard I, I, this week. What's up, Danny? Parties. Oh, no, oh, the, so the episode of Picard. Gotcha. I'm a bit slow. Sorry. It's 10 o'clock at night here. Fuck you. Oh, no. 10 o'clock. <laughs> so let's talk about... <laughs> Let's talk about somebody that hasn't been invited to the party. Uh, Henry Cavill. You guys had a conversation about him last week and the potential story about being replaced by the DCEU's new Supergirl. Um, what I found interesting about the story in light of the news this week. So there was apparently a Rolling Stone exclusive story where Ezra Miller, there was a, an emergency meeting where DC and Warner Brothers executives were like, hey, we need to talk about the future of this guy because if you hadn't heard, apparently there was another meltdown with Ezra Miller. He has been the subject of another? frequent minor meltdowns. Yeah. So in 2020, the one of the first, the biggest ones that was recorded, and there hasn't been a lot of like explanation of what happened. There's a recording of him just like choke slamming a woman. And nothing really came of it. No one knew there was no explanation, but it's on video. You can go find this video. And so that happened a couple of years ago. Nothing really got said about it. And apparently there are a couple of things, uh, outbursts that have happened on set. Um, and so now uh, Ezra Miller was in Hawaii at the beginning of last month, and he was apparently arrested uh, for harassment and a couple of other things. And so based on that uh, and a temporary restraining order that was also filed against him, DC and Warner Brothers came in and were like, hey, we need to talk about Ezra which is funny because it was a movie. We need to talk about Kevin. I remember. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, it was one of those things. He uh, he actually stole the crossbow from the movie and he likes to talk about it. So uh, Kyle, what you got? You got another thing? There, There's a slight update. I'm not sure if you were going to cover cover this, before, but before you got too far in, um, a source at this studio reached out uh, to IGN and has uh, said... I am quoting from my IGN, a source with a studio has rebuked the original re report from Rolling Ooh. Stone oh. telling IG IGN that no such emergency meeting took place and dismissing the claims as uh, exaggerations, the word they used. See, that's no fun because in my head, what I'm imagining is if, if you ever played Among Us, I'm imagining somebody like running over and hitting the emergency button and they're like, Ezra <laughs> sucks. We need, we need to talk about Ezra. Um, and so, you know, that's kind of interesting. If it's an exaggeration, it would be, I'm curious what that word means. That could just be a couple of execs had a conversation and said, hey, what are we going to do about this versus an emergency meeting? Like, I, I could see how you could spin that either way. Um, yeah. But the reason why I brought this up and tied it to Henry Cavill, if there's any truth to it, it almost makes it seem like it might be easier for them to just reboot everything at the end of this flashpoint film that they have going on and the question i was going to ask you all was just that exactly does it seem like that that's where we're headed um it, as a corporation it is very easy to cut ties with individuals and if it seems like in the wake of will smith there will be any blowback from ezra miller's alleged hijinks oh, that adds um, something to it it adds fuel to the fire. Will Smith being uh, it adds electricity situation. to the speed force, right? We, we, we'll see. <laughs> um, so what do you guys think about that? Do you think that that's a possibility? Is that something you would want to see happen and expound? Oh, there's, 
yeah there's there's two questions there is that a possibility and is it something i want to see happen there's is there a possibility a absolutely there is and i think it's um in the sad situation is it has created a possible get out for this whole Zack Snyder universe rebooting the DC superhero universe. It's not something that they would have liked to have seen, obviously, but it does like, okay, how could we possibly, and I use the word loosely, benefit from this situation? It does give them an exit strategy. They can say, right, let's just wipe the slate clean, so to speak, and have our separate movies. We can maybe continue with, with Aquaman, but he can go off on his own, uh, universe potentially with Wonder Woman because they seem to be the only franchises that are fairly safe at the moment. Well, Wonder Woman maybe not, but I think it's a get out. Would I? I, I have to I, not based on the last film. I'd be happy not to have another one of those. But that. Well, I think we've chatted about that. Now, would it? Is it something I want to see? Well, we chatted last week. Uh, you won't know because you was at a coke filled orgy. But uh, Jammer and I discussed it. Oh, sorry, you may have been or may not have been. You can't prove a thing. Um, no face, I no don't case. want. I have no recollection <laughs> of that, Senator. Until I see a picture of you snipping cocaine off a cooker's a hooker's ass, I don't believe it's Crooker's true. ass, um, or a cooking or a cooking hooker. Well, they got a multitask nowadays in these COVID times. But who, who wouldn't want a hooker that can't cook? Um, anyway, focus, Nick. Focus. I don't want to see Henry Cavill out of the Superman cape just yet that would be the downside for me. When you ask the second one about whether or not it's something I want to see, I certainly don't. I, I would like to see Henry Cavill make a Superman sequel, a Man of Steel sequel, um, or certainly see him in the cape at some point, where, even if it was a crossover with the other movies. Um, so yeah, mixed bag there. There is a pot possible get out clause. I don't want to see Henry Cavill uh, not be Superman again just yet. What so, about Ezra Miller? Though? Um, honestly, I, I don't, quite get what the huge fuss is about i found him enjoyable in the Zack snyder cut of justice league i think he had a bit more um, value and input and i enjoyed the character more i don't know why they threw their lot behind him as much as they have especially with him being in um uh, dumbledore uh, sorry, not dumbledore yeah thanks guys yeah fantastic and beast. whatever the subtitle is <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, secrets of, the fantastic beast is secrets of dumbledore for the new one um so yeah I, i'm not I honestly, at the moment, I'd have to say I, I don't mind one way or the other. Now, after watching the new Flash film, which is I don't think is coming out till next year, yeah. uh, I think we covered that last week. Uh, maybe I'll. You can ask me this question next year and go, "Oh shit, what a shame he's not being the Flash again because that was fucking awesome." So I, I don't know. Right now, I'm not that fussed about it. Unfortunately, I'm not. Yeah. Uh, a huge okay. Miller, um, follower. So yeah, that's yeah. me. I agree. As somebody that had never really latched onto him as the character, I find that he has kind of gotten himself into more of a sticky wicket than Henry Cavill because there is no misconduct at, that we know of on Henry Cavill's part. But at least with Ezra Miller, not only is there misconduct, there is a pantheon of flashes that they could just pivot to. And I think that that's the thing that's going to get him in trouble. The fact that they could just go on to not only could they just swap him out for Grant Gustafson, and be like, hey, this is this is what happens when you go through the Speed Force a lot. Or they could just go to a Wally West or a Bart Allen or any other version of the Flash that exists out there. Um, yeah. Nick Dahl, thoughts, well, feelings? I had some interesting thoughts before I get to the question. Let me hear um, your interesting thoughts. My first thought after it happened. Not your not interesting thoughts. I didn't just know that. <laughs> I didn't know that um, he had a history. So I, I, my joke to my roommate was like, 
oh, Warner Brothers and stuff cares, but Amazon doesn't give a shit about anyone. So they're going to keep Homelander, Anthony Starr, employing Samantha <laughs> about anyone at Amazon. Um, <laughs> and the second one was uh, people were joking online about uh, actually doing face replacement with uh, Grant Gustin. Um, <laughs> just CGIing his face over. Yeah. As, which won't happen. Um, I believe the report that it was overblown. Um, because Why? like he is a part of two franchises. Um, as far like that it was exaggerated, I mean, that they had that story. Um, and it really puzzles me why they don't want Henry Cavill back unless they really are trying to wipe all the Zack Snyder under the rug. Wait, I'm sorry, before you move on to that, why do you think that it was overblown? I I believe the guy who said it was an exaggeration. Why? Um, I don't know, because we're supposed to believe the most recent thing we've heard from Secret Studios. No, that's not. I just don't think that they would. I don't know. It doesn't seem the same as other actors misconduct as far as like we got to replace this guy, especially when that means you're replacing a second actor. So in a fantastic try piece. this, though. You you did not know that there was a history of violence, as Viggo Mortensen would say. Right. We've got a history <laughs> of violence. We've got a an assault on tape that we don't know the history. Or we don't know the backstory behind, but assume something that something might be there. We also have this. Plus, we have things happening behind the scenes in addition to this uh, protective order that was put out, plus the arrest that happened in Hawaii. Now, you said that it wasn't that serious. Is it because you weren't calculating all of that other stuff? Yeah. Okay. So factor that in. Give me an answer. I think it's easy to get rid of him in the DC universe. And I guess it's easy to get rid of him in Fantastic Beasts because, like I said, they've already recast one actor with troublesome past. Um, it does seem like they're trying harder to uh, be more like Marvel or, it's, or D- Disney where it's like, oh, you said that on Twitter? Like, goodbye. Um, I'm t- mostly talking about Gina Carlo, but obviously there was the situation with James Gunn where Warner Brothers immediately snatched him up after the controversy. Darth Maul. Was- Ray yeah, Park. Darth Maul. Yeah, no, I mean, Disney's good at being like, you're done. Like, you lost. Um, I did see a nice uh, tweet someone put out a poll yesterday where it's like, do you want to keep seeing Zack Snyder stuff? And everyone's like, yeah, revive the Snyderverse. And I'm like, Ezra Miller might be fired. Ray Fisher wants nothing to do with it. Like, Batfleck, I mean, Batfleck, <laughs> he's said he doesn't want to do more projects past The Flash. Like, he dropped out of the Batman his version it's like and who did, and henry cavill with according to the rumor isn't coming back so you have two members of the last just two members of the snyderverse left and then like the suicide squad and stuff which could easily be disconnected um so i don't see a reason to keep doing the snyderverse it doesn't bother me either i would i don't like the word cancel but it wouldn't bother me at all if he lost ezra miller i kind of feel the same way about his projects where he's nothing special it's not cancellation, it's consequences. Batman. Consequences. <laughs> That's one of my favorite key and peel sketches. Consequences. Yeah, we've, got, we've got a um we got a successful not not reboot, but we could now got a successful new Batman film that could potentially be the franchise there as well, right? There's the okay, we've got a success of Joker, a standalone film. Suicide Squad did well. Peacemaker or is it Peacemaker or Peacekeeper? I always get them too. Peacemaker mixed up. So that's been hugely successful as a spin-off from the last Suicide Squad, so to speak. So, you know, they're already got these 
Aquaman does great. Yeah, happy franchises that are split away from the Zack Snyder universe. And I, as, as you guys are chatting, I'm just sitting there going, poor Henry Cavill, royally I know. fucked from everybody and done nothing wrong at all other than just, just, yeah. Just be awesome. Just, just being in a film Henry that not stuff. huge Superman film uh, fans didn't like for whatever reason. So it really sucks for him. It's like, oh, I guess, I guess that's me done being Superman then through no fault of his own. Or maybe not, you know, who knows right now. But I certainly don't think Zack Snyder Universe needs to or can yeah. continue. I think the, the last thing I'll add to this, one of the things that was kind of interesting, Giant Freaking Robot had a story that came out a little while ago that supposedly um, they were looking at Grant Gustin to appear in The Flash 2. So even before we got The Flash 1, they were talking about bringing in Grant Gustin in an unnamed role. And I assume that it was going to be as part of some sort of multiverse because we've already had them meet in yeah. the Flash TV series. So it wouldn't be hard to imagine. So now this kind of, if that was true, this incident, be it overblown, the conversation that they had at Warner Brothers could throw all of that in jeopardy. So we'll see. We'll see I've heard he's a much better Flash, but I have not seen a single episode. Um, I've seen the clip with him talking yes. to Ezra Miller. <laughs> Yeah, I, I enjoy him. I watched the show for a few years. I haven't recently, but it is more enjoyable. But I also think that a lot of what makes his show more enjoyable is the people that they have around him. So like, like for one, um, yeah, he's just got a great cast around him, folks that you're interested in seeing. So you guys ready to move on? Yeah. All right. We got a couple new trailers. We have a trailer for Russian Doll Season 2. We also have a trailer for Top Gun Maverick, a brand new one. Nick Whoa. Doll. Nick Doll. <laughs> Despite Danny's excitement. I can excitement. do visuals now because we're on video. So if you're listening on the podcast, you can't see, but I'm being an aeroplane. But if you're watching on YouTube, that's me being an aeroplane. See, we can do visuals now, thanks to producer Carl. So we can actually be at, there you go. Now you're just being a show, you're being like a, 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 a dancer on a stage play right there. That was, oh, that was jazz hands. Jazz hands. <laughs> anyway, um, sorry. You know what? <laughs> Danny, you're so excited about the Maverick trailer. Tell me, tell me why you're excited. Did this get you no, more hype like than the last trailer? No, I didn't like it as much as last one. Move on. Really? Why? Tell me why. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I, I'm <laughs> so excited about this fucking movie now. I, ever since it was first announced, I went, okay, Tom Cruise is not going to be involved in this if he doesn't think it's going to be good. And when those first trailers hit with the, what I think looks like the most stunning aerial uh, photography, cinematography, filming that I've seen for a long, long time, I cannot wait. I'm so happy that they they didn't put it onto the small screen first, that they've been withholding it to see it on that big screen because some of that aerial photography looks absolutely stunning, not just where how they position the cameras and stuff, but just the environments that they've put those planes into, just absolutely beautiful. I have no idea whether or not the ground-based stuff is going to be cheesy as fuck. I still I see they've... They reenacted the the volleyball scene, the the homoerotic volleyball scene. Um, and, but to be honest with you, all that aside, I just cannot wait to see every anything that is is cockpit based. It just looks absolutely stunning, and the the sound obviously difficult to tell when we watch it on the small screens or the TV. But when I put it through the big TV, the the trailers, I cannot wait to hear that with the with the surround sound and decent sound system, IMAX screen. 
it just looks absolutely gorgeous. And it just refueled how excited I am about this. It showed us a lot more about what's some of the character uh, in, in a case, uh, uh, some of the smaller character roles are. I don't know whether I missed this in the first one. You guys are going to call me a fucking idiot, but I had no idea that that was Goose's son until this show. No, they didn't in say the very first that. one, they did not say. They have not mentioned. I, they, they mentioned didn't, did they? And I thought, yeah. should I have known that? Because that was suddenly a drop. And I'm like, oh, shit. Now that's yeah, a dynamic now. Yeah. You did so, assume? holy shit. Yeah. yeah. My dad trusted you. I'm not going to make the same mistake. Thought, Fuck, that's, that's harsh. If he knew, wow. So that could be some great stuff there. Um, but honestly, super excited again just to see that aerial photography stuff. It looks absolutely beautiful. I will definitely be their opening day for that. Yeah, it definitely seems like they are stepping up their game as far as the ground stuff. So you've got that tension in that relationship. Plus you've got Iceman. Uh, maybe we will see him, maybe we won't, but at least we know that somewhere behind the scenes, he's the reason he's back at Top Gun, which is fun, yeah. right? Even if, even if he never appears, which I, I doubt that will happen. I like it as a nice nod um, yeah. between those characters. So um nick did danny's excitement get you excited i'm already excited i just remember excited. The i'm already excited for tom cruise doing anything dangerous <laughs> okay. he insisted on flying real jets and stuff so i'm like i mean there. to danny's point it is if there is cgi in this it is hard to spot yeah. like it is not as apparent because like he said the environments look really good uh, and the planes look really good i'm hoping that they did as much practical stuff as they possibly could so yeah, me too. I mean, there's always CGI in these situations, like the Halo jump in Mission Impossible. It was like over the desert. It wasn't over Paris. So there was right. CGI replacement there. Things but- like that, though. CGI for that, just it just adds to the to the um, to the aesthetics of the shot. But it doesn't take away from the experience of them yeah. actually doing live. There was a right. couple of things. Um, I know we're maybe not going to touch on it a little bit, but the first Moon Knight episode car chase. No spoilers or anything. But there were certainly some elements there where you could see CGI was used. Mm-hmm. And it, and it took me out of it ever so slightly, ever so momentarily. But you can tell when it's being overused. And it ah, oh, well, that clearly wasn't on the edge of that cliff, should we say. So when it's used to touch up real logs. backdrops and stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. Logs. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't really get hit by a log. Um, but this one, I even in those trailers, I can't see any sign of where CGI could, could have been used. And that's a great job. I mean, let's face it, they've had a good three years to touch up any touch up any CGI yeah. stuff right yeah um, okay yeah super well, yeah, super excited you won't have long to wait to see and hear how good this movie is i think it drops on 27 may so yeah it's coming up real oh, quick yeah. nick doll we've got another trailer we've got mm-hmm. the russian doll trailer i did not get a chance to see this one unfortunately i did really really enjoy the first season kind of surprised they're making a season two um so nick you tell me about this trailer we've got starring natasha leone um i was impressed how they're able to do a season two because they're going a completely different direction with it involving time travel where she's she's like there's a scene where it's like you can time travel she's like no i'm trapped in time travel or like some line like that like it's about repairing the past like picard or something where she's just not always traveling to the same place either she's like in like the early 20th century and then she's like maybe 30 years ago and so it's what you're saying she's quantum leaping. leaping yeah she's quantum leaping it up <laughs> So uh, it looks interesting. And there's a scene where she's with her friend who had the Asian friend who hasn't been trapped in the loop in the first one. Um, And uh, she's like, what year is this? And it's just modern day. (laughs) And she's like, oh, well, it could have been any time. But like someone whips out a cell phone or something. 
What's good. funny about this? I did not know that this was coming until I even saw that the trailer existed. Oh, really? And it's fascinating. Yeah, I just maybe I just I remember it being announced, attention. and I was like, I'll watch it more. Even like, yeah, the, I've watched the first season three times. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, so. I like that. Netflix kind of sneaks up on you like a stalker. They're like, it's dropping next month. It's dropping at the end of the month. You're like, oh, thanks. Yeah, I love that with their trailers or yeah. even announcements. Where it's like, guess what you're getting in a week? Another season of one of your favorite shows. <laughs> Don't what? cancel us. Don't cancel us. Got to do the Oprah. I'm excited. You get a sequel. You get a sequel. You got canceled. <laughs> you get canceled. Okay. <laughs> and so the, <laughs> this one's going to be dropping on 20... 20 April. So we'll get to see how it is. It's and that quick. Oh, they're dropping it's that at 420. Mm. That's right. That sounds about right for that show. Sounds about right. All right. You guys ready to move on? Yeah. All right. So we've got some Star Trek news and some really big Star Trek news. I think this is super weird. It's also interesting. I've never seen this before. So you guys can correct me if you've seen this rampant and I'm just on drugs. Apparently, we're getting the entire bridge crew for Picard season three. So we've got an announcement. Uh, this dropped on First Contact Day, which is a reference to uh, Star Trek First Contact and the, the day that Zephyrin Cochran's ship uh, met the Vulcans. So that was on 5 April 2063. And so that is First Contact Day. And on First Contact Day of this year, this past week, we got an announcement that LeVar Burton, Michael Dorn, Jonathan Frakes, Gates McFag- Gates McFadden, <laughs> uh, Marina Sirtis, and Brent Spiner were all coming back for uh, the new season of Picard. What I find interesting about this is it's already been shot from what I've heard. Like, it's done. It's in the can. And it it's almost like a Mandalorian-style thing where you kept this secret for so long. And I just can't believe they were able to keep this secret. Like, I remember seeing a tweet from LeVar Burton where he was saying, like, I can finally talk about this. Yeah, I saw that tweet. Yeah, I've never been more excited for the next season of a show before the current season ends. And this season, I'm kind of like, eh, it's I, it's wearing on me. And I'm going to talk about that in a little bit with Danny because we had a little conversation about this offline, on the line, offline, just not part of the show. But oh. How excited are you guys for this, Danny? I'll start with you because I want to pick your brain about one of the things that's happening in Picard since you're all caught up. Uh, I, I know I'm good. I know I am in the minority right here. Uh, in fact, there's three of you staring at me right now, and I, I'm neither excited nor not excited. I, I, I don't care. Sorry, don't Sorry, care. Trek. Wow. I, well, it's it. Well, uh, maybe I should rephrase that. I'm not excited. It's interesting news. It would be a nice little fan service thing, but it's not got me like I cannot fucking wait to see it. Because I think what's happened is, Jonesy, jokes aside, we had um, Deanna Troy and Riker in season one, right? And we've had seven come back, and we've had these things happen, and we've now had Data come back in uh, minor spoilers, multiple roles. Guinan or multiple, yeah, and Guinan back to maybe not Whoopi Goldberg back, but we're having all this stuff. So I guess when this news, no, she came back. Was like, oh, did she? Yeah, she, she was did. in the first episode of um, this new season, this current season. Oh yes, sorry, yes, you're right. Yes, yes, the first episode of season two. Yes, um, yeah. So I think what's happened in in my head is then this is not a surprise. I kind of knew we we're going to get them. We've had most of them before. 
okay, that's it. So when I say I'm not excited about it, I think I'm a bit numb to it because we've had nothing but throwbacks and, and, and recalls as far as some of the characters, especially with uh, season one having uh, Deanna and Riker in there, you know, in quite big roles, right? It's a right. whole episode and in some, in, in some big speak, not just for fan service. eating episode. Show up <laughs> yeah, so I think that's where I stand. I'm not excited because it seems like it was going to happen and we've had some of them already appear. So okay. that, that well, let me ask you this right then. Now. Is Picard going to die? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Probably this time. Yeah. That's a good way to end it. Yeah, not die and come back as a robot with just human faults. Yeah, they're not going to retransfer his 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 brain or whatever they did his neural pathways into a clone golem. Yeah, I think so. And I think that, (laughs) and if they do it well, which I'm sure they will, I think it will be it will be in a way that is very fitting for both the character and um, the actor. Yeah. I think I agree with you. I'm not, I am excited for the news more than I am excited about what they will actually do because thus far the best parts of Picard have been the nostalgia and the rest of it, like the substantive story behind the nostalgia. I'm kind of like, yeah, but we'll see. Yeah. Is, is Wesley Crusher coming back? I forget the, the sorry. Uh, Jones, there, he sorry. is not part of this announcement. Um, okay. Not that I saw. I forget it the would, actor's name. I apologize. Will Wheaton. Who does oh, all the ready time. room shows? Like, yeah. After the so episode. technically, he's there already. Yeah, he's already been a part of all of it, even Discovery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I have never watched. Do you guys watch those, Nick? Any of those? I watched one or two. They're okay. really bad. Like, yeah. it's fine. Okay, good. No, I'm not missing. Don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Nick, uh, how did you celebrate First Contact Day? And uh, are you excited for this news? Because you're like, you said that you were going to start the next generation right like you haven't i watched the half of the pilot which is actually an entire episode because the pilot's two episodes yeah yeah um, um i was having seen only the next gen movies and the first half of the pilot <laughs> um i'm still super excited i think the key to this is you need to get them all in a bridge together otherwise it's not that exciting like you have to have them all in charge of a starship again otherwise does just it having need to be a starship or just a bridge of of, of some sort of a bridge of some sort, <laughs> even yeah. like just a regular bridge that you. Maybe want they should cross. put it on the San oh, no. on the uh, on the Golden Gate. <laughs> I'm not feeling Cristobal's ship. Like his, like his little whatever the hell the name of that tiny ship is. Not the Stargazer. I like the Stargazer. Yeah, is... I want a Stargazer type thing. Yeah, Cristobal's like the tiny ship. I'm not a fan of that one. It's a very different like feel than a starship or you know a Federation vessel. Yeah, um, to me, it doesn't even I have think, to be a Federation bill. I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to. I don't know. It'd be cool if like, they stole a ship. And, like, I don't know. Otherwise, yeah, if it's just like everyone popping up and like helping him on an adventure, like set on Earth or even on like a different planet or something, it's not nearly as exciting as it would be to see them all on the oh, bridge. Um, I don't know why. It is very fitting to bring them all back for the final season of Picard, like a good way to kind of wrap it up. So I think it'll be fun. It'll be fun to see the ones like Michael Dorn that we haven't seen come back yet. Michael Dorn specifically will be very fun. So yeah, that down for it. when I read the news, I was like, ah, it's happening. But it could very well be a, a Star Wars sequel trilogy. We were like, oh, this doesn't feel right at all. They're not even like meeting each other before they like die and stuff. No, I feel like we've learned our lesson, right? Like that, that, that would be weird. That'd be yeah. super weird. Nobody's going to do that again, right? 
Right, yeah. right, right. What do you think, Josie? Uh, about just the news in general? Yeah, about them, them coming back. I said it. I, I'm more excited for the news than I am what's actually going to happen. The stories right. for Picard season one and two thus far, I'm like, eh. Um, one of the things I was going to pick your brain about is, so you and I had a conversation about the way they're using Agnes, uh, Dr. Gerardi. Yeah. She was very frustrating as a character the first season where she committed murder. And then in the second season, they kind of wave that murder away. And then, I'm sorry, spoilers for season one. And then season two, she has, uh, if you're not caught up, this is going to be a spoiler. She has accepted the Borg queen into her body. And it's one of those situations where it's like, you know, you could, you could just tell people and they might help you because yeah. they're your friends. Yeah. And you don't have, like, I hate that unnecessary drama that they add by not having these people uh, talk to one Especially another. Especially when they've been through so much together where they would now hopefully be able to tell each other. In season one, they were all strangers, right? So maybe she was a bit insecure about telling people shit, but they went through so much together. You would I wouldn't think- tell people I murdered someone. I get that. That's fine. <laughs> but you would hope that now, like you, <clears throat> it's a very easy and useful way to, to move plot, isn't it? It's just have them keep this a secret and right. don't tell them for a few episodes. And, and it's a very frustrating. And I think we agreed that I, I certainly think the actress, and I forget her name, I'm terrible at this, but I think she's doing Pill. a great job with what she's Pill. been given to do. Yeah. Yeah. She's been given a great job, given that, you know, throwing those nuances in between being almost like Moon Knight, having two people within her, and she's wrestling with that. But I do think that they're they're trying to throw the character under the bus all the time and using her as a a way of driving things forward. And it it seems to be a bit of a shock. I was quite quite happy with the... So um, episode two, I think it was. Jonesy, before we go too deep in spoilers, is it episode two with Shotgun and French Policeman, or is that episode three? What episode are we on now? Six? Well, maybe I think four that was, or five. Yeah, I think that was like four or five. Yeah, it was definitely, I think okay. it was the last episode. I think it was episode five. Yeah, so uh, spoilers coming up, guys, if you haven't caught up in the last couple of episodes of Picard, but the scene where, give me a chance to turn off, the scene where she shoots um, the Borg Queen. I thought that was great. Oh, great. We've got the shock ending. We thought the Borg Queen was going to take over the whole fucking planet. And now she got, you know what? Fuck you. And blew away with a shotgun. So I was really disappointed when they did that flashback where, oh, the Borg Queen in her dying moments earlier managed to to bond with the doc and stuff. And I was like, oh, I kind of like the idea that, nope, we all thought the Borg Queen was going to be the protagonist for the next four episodes. Nope. Threw you a curveball there. We just blew our fucking brains out. And I would have much preferred that. I would have much preferred that. But it is what it is now. I assume. Yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry. I yes, agree sir. with you. I, I agree with my, you. I, for me, I have been very... It started off strong. I have been fairly disappointed with Picard the far the longer it goes along. Um, the second season. So I, yeah, the second season. Um, but I, my main question is how the hell is like the guy who created data or a version of him existing in 2024 also soon same yeah with the the daughter he created it is just a super strong line of genes i guess the soon lying is you know hundreds of years yeah it's yeah hey listen i don't know what you want i was like is there time travel involved there too like 
No, no I just put that everything down is this circles. being a multiverse. The same as Guinan being meeting Picard in a different way. I just put it down. This is a different. This is a different timeline, so things don't happen the same. That's in my head canon. I'm trying. But he to would. Have, he's there before the timeline changed. Timeline. Hasn't oh, that's changed. right. No, you're right. Oh, yes. No, you and Guinan as well. Them going. Yeah. yeah. Guinan's not a different timeline as well either. The event that changed the timeline has not happened yet, and that is Renee so how, getting yes. on the flight. And so, I do like it, that it, plot yeah. point that's about Picard's ancestor being manipulated oh, by Q as a psychiatrist, just like the Matrix. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That makes it not good. Mm. What are your thoughts, John? What were you going to pick about? No, pretty much the same. I agree with uh, most of what you guys are saying. I, I think that it started out strong. Just like, I mean, it started out incredibly strong. You got to see a new stargazer. You got to see Chris as the captain. Like he was a very different kind of captain. He's sitting there smoking a cigar on the bridge of a goddamn Federation ship, right? Like from there, you're already kind of like, this is different how how's this going to end then they go to back to the 24th century or to the 24th <laughs> to the 21st yeah. century and um danny like you said this is very um this is very uh voyage home and i i guess it's okay and to your point i don't know if you remember this or knew this when you said it they even got the punk rocker from that movie yeah it's the same guy it's the I'm same the yeah, yeah same no, guy He's like um, tweeted about it and they've been like, thanks for returning. And yeah, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that you made that connection without making that connection. Cause it is the exact same guy. And I'm pretty sure the same song. Um, yeah, I think same his, song. His, his, his line was like, I'm sorry. I just like that song. Um, so I, yeah, the nostalgia is the best bits. I'm disappointed the further it goes on. I do feel like they're constantly tr- throwing Allison Pill under the bus. But to your point, she's doing a good job with what they're giving her. Even if they that like song, the scene man. where, so that was good. But I mean, the scene where the queen is like, okay, I'm going to take over for a while. And there is a change in her face that she makes. Even if they yeah. had never changed the color of her eyes, like you could just see. I didn't see need to do that, did I? They didn't yeah. need to do that. She did such a good job transitioning from one to the other um, that I think she's doing a good job. So I'm realizing that problem is not what the actress is, just what they're doing. Um, yeah, I will say so. is what's what's his last name again? The your my favorite character, the cigar chomping. I just call him Chris. Chris. So Chris, Chris I do love buddy, Chris. Rios. 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 Christopher, Rios. He calls him Chris. I love that. Um, his reaction to like the tw- 2024, like having real cigars and real food and like real matches, even knowing what some of the, te- yeah. Being excited about matchbook where he's like, look, they put them in like a little book and there's a bunch of matches in it. And he's just lighting them. And he's like, look how cool this is. The idea she blows it out. Our- it's kind of like the reversal of going to the future. You know, you go to the future, like, Whoa, look at everything. He's going back in time. And he's like, dude, they had matchbooks. Like, and the cigar is the best thing I've ever fucking had. <laughs> Did you try the hors d'oeuvres? I like yeah. it. I, he's my favorite part of the show. I think he should get his own show. Forget everyone else. I agree. I think he's a lot of fun. Um, and it, the other thing that was, I was kind of, I did not care for um, the guy that's playing the daughter or the guy that's playing daughter. The woman is playing the daughter. So whoever Soong's daughter is, um, I was glad they kind of excised her from the show 
and now she's back because it, yeah. it seemed like this season they did a good job of of cutting out some of the fat so uh eleanor he was gone she was gone and now we're, we're like slowly bringing back like, eh, and right. then they killed off the romulan yeah eleanor remembers no, that's yeah that's what i was saying like in the first episode it seemed like we were getting rid of a bunch of that stuff and now they're bringing yeah. it all back but so yeah i don't know Wow. Yeah, I'm, I've got how many episodes have we got of uh, Picard? Is it 10? I think 10. So we're, we're oh, over yeah, halfway now, there. So it does need to pick up a gear and, and, and move on a little bit now and uh, to get I was to keep me excited. tickled by the uh, not the time travel, but like, like the way they cut the episode this time, where like Picard's like dying and it's like 36 minutes earlier. Then like you cut back after the commercial break to Picard dying as like 24 minutes earlier. I kind of enjoyed that. It doesn't save the episode of the series, but it was a it was a little it was a treat. It's a little icing on top of a so-so cupcake, cupcake. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how they wrap it up. I think that's going to be the determining factor for me. But given that I wasn't excited the way they wrapped up the first season, we'll see what happens this season. I'm more excited about next season. That's just me. Cool. Yeah, me too. All right, you guys, ready to move on? Yes, sir. Yeah. Danny, I would like to talk to you about Ambulance. So you got to see the brand new Michael Bay flick. This is a film. He hasn't made a movie in a while, right? So the last thing that he made was Six Underground. And I think even after that, the next thing that he was in was Bad Boys 3. So I'm kind of excited to get your take on this, mostly because I'm one of those people. I like Michael Bay movies. Even the ones that people hate, like Pearl Harbor. Not a bad movie to me, so I don't, I don't know what to say. There's just something wrong with me. Transformers, um, oh, terrible movie. I could see. So the worst part is, I can see where there was a good movie in there, but because that movie came out after the writers' strike, I saw why it went bad. If that Shot makes any the sense. The action without a script, but then yes. the script after. Um. So like that fight scene in the force, I was like, this is what I wanted from the first movie. Like, this is just really, really good. So the first and last fights of that movie, so good. Like when Optimus died in the second one, that was, that was great. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about middling movies. We're here to talk about maybe other middling movies. I don't know. Well, this so, is, this is slightly above middling. Um, I don't know if you, <laughs> so, so you've got, I'm going I'm to give you things. I'm going to help you out. Wait, so it's got a 68% on Rotten Tomatoes, and that is from the critics. It's got an 80% from the audience. So people not loving it, but pretty much like for a Michael Bay movie, that's loving it. Yeah. And it's got a 56% on Metacritic. So, Danny, you you give me your impressions of Ambulance. Yeah. Well, first thing is, is why do you guys keep saying Ambulance? I just like saying it strangely. Ambulance. I just mispronounced yeah. it earlier before the show and continued yeah. to mispronounce it. Yeah, it's just a fun <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Ambulance. Um, Crockin okay. Wagon. Is that what you want me to say? I would have to, to say, say German word for ambulance. What was the what was the film Six Underground was the last one that I remember watching of Netflix. Michael Bay. Yeah. And for him, he's been very much um hit and miss all the way through. I actually enjoyed the first two Transformers movies. The others I think are absolute abysmal shite. Um, I like, the I like third. three. Yeah, I like three. No, I like three I don't. better they're than just, two or one. 
There's like I can't stand the way that he's geography when it comes to choreographing chase scenes, fight scenes, car chases and stuff where he just randomly changes the environment and stuff. And so <laughs> this film is actually the best bits of Michael Bay. On Jonesy, if you're a fan of Michael Bay and you like generally what he does, I think you're really going to enjoy this film. The only thing I'll say quickly is, is maybe it's a little bit over long, but other than that, it's actually a very, very solid movie. Jake Gyllenhaal and Yah, uh, I think he's pronouncing his name right, Yahya Abdul um, Mateen. Mateen. They play yeah. brothers. The they play um, the second, yes. Uh, I was a great fan of the first. Um, sequels are normally not so good. Um, so they play brothers, and basically, um, uh, Yahya Abdul Mateen, the second, he's in a little bit of financial trouble and he goes to his brother for some help. This is where Michael Bay's downside comes in a little bit, as in they jump through the script very, very quickly. It's like, you would not get up in the morning and then agree to rob a bank in the afternoon. That's literally how quick this moves I mean, on. You he meets him. Well, who wouldn't? I mean, you, there's some planning involved. <laughs> I'm no expert, but I think you need to plan these kind of things down to very, very minute detail. But then Michael Bay clicks into an area where I've not seen him very, uh, do very um, good work before, and he actually choreographs the whole bank heist and the build-up to the action very, very well. So for me, this is a good Michael Bay film. Once the action heats up, Jake Gyllenhaal is fucking brilliant as a slightly unhinged character. And Yaya himself is great as the more steadying ex-military, um, um, what's the word, Jonesy? Help me out. Um, um, medical officer in, in the military. What oh, do you call yeah, him? Okay. Corm- he's call just a corps, yeah. Corman. You call him a corpsman, right? So he's, so he's one of the, and they are brilliant in it. They're their um, interactions are fantastic. He does a really good job with the action, as in you know where they are in the city, should we say, and what's going on around them. So even when he's randomly throwing cars and smashing them up for no reason, which is Michael Bay is prone to doing, at least he keeps some sort of semblance of um, control over where the geography is, where they're heading. Occasionally he drifts off into a car park just so he can flip some cop cars, but he generally does a really good job of keeping things on the track. It's almost like the writer is next to him saying, no, 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 don't just blow this shit up for no reason. Stay on the story, stay on the story, stay on the ambulance. And that's what the strength of this film is. It's a much more controlled Michael Bay film. The action is Michael Bay action, but the story and the actors within it hold it in place, And which is why I found it much more entertaining and much more engaging. A little bit long, could have wrapped up sooner, um, but overall, a very, very solid. So that that's 79, 80% in the audience. I, w- I would sit there with that as well. I think that's that's pretty damn good. Oh, a little bit over long, wayward sometimes, but overall, a very, very good Michael Bay film. Do you remember what really studio it is? Yeah. Sorry, I'm excited to watch it at home. But, um, yeah. Like, I'm hoping it's Paramount, because Paramount's the one who, like, and or Warner Brothers, because Paramount's been putting out all their movies for... <laughs> for free the day they come out on digital you can watch it yep. on paramount plus so yep, definitely worth watching but like i say a little bit over long so you know you, you you could easily go to a bathroom come back and not miss much and it is helped with the the main actors um doing a good job but that's what i mean he's got some good people around him this time michael bay kept him on the straight and narrow and it's resulted in a, in a much better michael bay film I, I, yeah. I would recommend it if you're a fan of his you're definitely going to like it okay. and if you're not such a fan give it a shot because it's a better one of his films so, Nick, to answer your question, it's universal. Oh, they're no fun yet. Yeah, they don't put their <laughs> stuff out for free the same day it comes out to buy. 
Um, I, I am excited to see this. And one of the things that helped me see it, I, w- I had a whole bunch of questions that I was going to ask you, but you pretty much run through all of them. And one of the ones I was going to ask you was about chemistry. I saw uh, Abdul Mateen and Jalen Hall in a first impressions. I don't know if you guys watch LA Bible or Lad Bible. And they do the show called first impressions where there's a, a fishbowl and they have to reach into the fishbowl and do an impression of whoever comes up. And the other okay. person has to guess who it is. Oh, I, I like, I'm crying laughing watching the two of them. And it's not because it's not just the impressions. Like you can tell that they're having fun and they had fun yeah. making this movie. Uh, Cause some of their impressions were downright awful, just terrible. And <laughs> it was just fun watching someone else try and guess. Uh, so I think that that was the thing that got me the most excited to see this movie. Um, what's your favorite Michael Bay movie? Do you have one? Oh, oh, Jonesy, The Rock, maybe. Oh, Ooh, fuck yeah. that's, that's a good easy. one. Um, sure. Rock, maybe. There is something about Pearl Harbor that I don't know what it is, but there's something really? about it. But I think I'm going to go with The Rock. Maybe Armageddon. I'm torn between the two. Armageddon when you say there's something two. about Pearl Harbor, what do you mean? Well, like I, you don't like it? I mean, let, but no, I do like it. There's something about yes! it. Make, no, there is something about yeah, we it. We got think, one. I think, I think it's the it it is the I think it is the action in the sense of we never saw something on that scale, and we, I don't think we've seen something on that scale since then. It, particularly the scene where we follow the trajectory of the bomb that's being dropped vertically uh, straight down. Um, that whole attack on Pearl Harbor itself, I think, was absolutely stunning to watch with its its detail and stuff, and, and even now it holds up very well. And some of the aerial stuff was really good too. So I think it was strangely one of his best action films where he was a bit more controlled and put more on the camera so you could see what was going on. Um, some of the acting was a little bit off, but yeah, there's something about Pearl Harbor that I actually really enjoy. And if it comes on, I'll happily watch it all the way through again. You know, it's, it's I don't, I'm not angered by it or upset by it. It's, it's okay. But I think it's more likely to be the Rock or Armageddon that I think are my favorite ones. Yeah, I'm honestly at a loss for the critical reception to Pearl Harbor, just generally. Like, I was like, I, this is a good movie. And at the time, probably one of his best, right? Just in terms of everything right. that you said. Um, I'll have to check so it just out. Generally confused. Never seen it. Yeah. That's two people I've met that have said positive things about it. I mean, Trey Parker yeah, and Matt Stone even wrote a song about how bad it was for like five minutes in there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think that, I, I think they're just jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah, probably. As probably far as it, I know, it was universally it. hated. And I was like, I don't. I'm very confused. It was. I remember when it came out, everyone was like, because people were really excited for it, too. I, I was. The trailer's amazing. What and I then, remember, this is one thing that I remember that stuck out to me. I think people walked in expecting one thing, and there was a lot more uh, emotion and a lot more yeah. love story than people were expecting. It's mm-hmm. like you walk into a Michael Bay movie. And it is hard to kind of wrap your head around this love triangle that happens yeah. in the movie. You're like, this, I wasn't expecting this. I think a lot of those people that were his diehard fans were just very yeah. confused about what they were seeing. Which is strange, That's isn't it? Considering it's like Titanic, you, you know that boat's going to sink. So you can't be surprised that that sinks. So clearly the story has got to be something other than right. the boat sinking and with Pearl Harbor we sadly we know what happened right we know right. the shit that went down so that it's not just a documentary of what happened that day so there must be another story within what was happening in Pearl Harbor so why are people surprised that it was a going to be a, a 
That might have been a marketing goof. So the other thing that I do remember is it it just might be a marketing goof because I remember people talking about in Japan because it was Japan that attacked Pearl Harbor, the film was marketed differently. And so they played up more of the love elements in the trailer. So they knew what they were getting when they walked in. As opposed to right. us, they played up more of the aerial battles and things of that nature. And then they sit there. Right. for It's a long movie. It's like two and a half hours, something ridiculous yeah. like that. And so yeah. like you're just you're just sitting there watching these people fall in and out of love. And yeah. I'm going to watch that movie this weekend. <laughs> if I can find it on streaming, I'll probably watch it too. That probably is. Kyle, they gave a thumbs down when you guys were talking about it, but... It's a, it's a very met. interesting love triangle as well, isn't it, Jones? Yeah, well, no, no spoilers for Nick. I mean, the film's yeah. 30 years old. But it's old. It's... You can spoil it. And Kyle yeah, just jumped just... in here three hours and three minutes for this movie. Holy <laughs> shit. That's almost as long as one of our podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> just more explosions. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring fire Less love triangles, time. thankfully. Hey, we got one right here. There's not a love triangle. <laughs> Hate triangle. Although this would make your day better, I suppose, wouldn't it? Uh-huh. Cheer up with your dad. Got a love triangle. <laughs> Who wants to fly out here and cheer me up? Excuse me. <laughs> I am playing Dungeons and Dragons with Jammer tonight. Maybe he'll help me out. Said a euphemism. Guess what I was thinking? Jammer's going to help you out. I'm not coming. Yeah, over it was. To cheer you up. He can give me a hand. Bring your dragon well, in my cage. Carl used to be quite good in bed till he grew his beard, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> now, he, now he's hairy for her pleasure, not the other way around. Hey, I'll just, I'll just say, say the, this: I embarrassed the hell, hell out of a, out of a NCO uh, in the barracks once who commented on, on my, uh, my, my body hair, and I, I told him quite plainly that my my wife likes men not 12 year old pool boys he was manicured pedicured as as smooth as a swimmer man it was it was fun like me we just we just learned something about christine then that's thanks for that keep her name out of your fucking (laughs) (laughs) that's what i thought i was gonna say that that would have been that would have been good (laughs) See, we learn things on this podcast. That's what makes it fun. <laughs> Entertaining and informative. We're here to please you all. Danny, do you have Except anything you, Nick, else? I'm not going to cheer you up. Do you have anything else to say about Kraken Wagon? Pearl Harbor. The fuck we get into Pearl Harbor? Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I forgot that. Ambulance. Favorite yeah. Michael Thumbs Bay up for Ambulance. Definitely check it out. Definitely check it out. Worthful. All right. Absolutely. I will. I will. All right. You guys are ready to move on to. Oh, wait. Letter grade. Give me. I know you said 7980. Give me a letter. Um, I'm going to have to say, oh, yeah, C plus, B minus. Uh, C plus. Mm. I was close to the B minus there, wasn't I? But C plus. Yeah, you were. That actually that makes me want to see. I guess. Back. Yeah, but it is still Michael Bay. The, the little couple of negatives. I'm going to go with very solid C plus. Absolutely. Mm. Okay. But you saw how tentative I was to a B minus there, so maybe you should just maybe for you it's a B minus. It probably will be. Is it better or worse than Moonfall? Is it better or worse than Moonfall? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Morbius is better than Moonfall. Venom <laughs> 2 is better than Moonfall. You know, I, I might be with you on Morbius. Morbius is probably better than Moonfall. Do you think Venom 2 is better than, more, than Moonfall? No. I would watch no. Moonfall two more times rather than watch oh. any of the Venoms. I hate Venom, Venom, Venom. I'm moving on. I got to go fast. Moving on. I got to move on. Go. All right. Sonic 2. You guys ready to talk some Sonic 2? You are. Ask me questions about Sonic 2. I am ready. How about you? I am ready. All right. So Sonic 2, it's got a 68% on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics and a 98% from the audience. 98%. Shocking. I mean, actually really high, actually. I thought well, if it's 90, I wouldn't have been surprised. But exactly. Comparatively, so thank you, Kyle. We've got a 93% audience score on the first one. So mm. we it, it's gone up. And it's also gone wow. up from the critics, right? So the critics gave it a 63, the first one. And now they're giving the second one a 68. So we'll see what happens. Like, I think with that score, like we got an A cinema score for the first one. I, I would be shocked if this was anything worse, if not better. Uh, so as someone who grew up with this game series, I walked out feeling like they got it. Like they, oh, cool. they completely understood their audience. Like this was a film that felt like it was geared and made for a, a younger audience. A lot like the first one was like the first one was as well. This was an absurd movie. It dragged in a couple of places. Like, I think it is very easy to see where they could have shaved out 15, maybe even 20 minutes from this movie. And it would have been more impactful and better, but this was overall a very fun romp to me. The standouts were Jim Carrey. Like if this is Jim Carrey's last role, if you guys know anything about him saying that he was going to retire, supposedly he's done, right? He, he likes a quiet life. He's done with the industry. He likes if, painting. If he goes out on this role, like this is one of his most Jim Carrey roles. He does the faces. He does the voices. He does like, he's the frantic. He's all over the place. Like he is so much fun to watch. And what I really enjoyed about this one is like, as compared to the first one and the first one is kind of like evolving into Robotnik like this is Robotnik like his version of Robotnik and he's just like completely insane and it is fun to watch like absolutely fun to watch um the other standout for me was Idris Elba and he was he's not dumb but he is very like imagine Drax with a few more IQ points that's <laughs> how he came off where like he just has this overinflated sense of nobility and like there's i remember this one scene where he thinks that robotnik is about to turn on him and he like launches in the speech and talks about he's going to crush him and being like oh you these are stairs these are just stairs and like the tenor of the conversation just changes like he was so much fun to watch um at watch listen to <laughs> just his delivery had some of the biggest laughs for me so between the two of them i was laughing a lot tails was a lot of fun. It was nice that they went back and got uh, the voice actress. So that's Colleen O'Shaughnessy. So she's oh. the voice actress that has been like in the Sonic Adventure Sonic. games and stuff. Yeah. Yep. So they went and got her. Like she's super into this. Like you can tell she's been ready for this for God knows how long. She showed up to the premiere uh, dressed in like a gold dress, like the color of the rings. And then around her neck, she had a necklace that looked like um, the Chaos Emeralds that 
and it ended on like the compass from the that's the MacGuffin from this movie or part one of the MacGuffins. She was just all in, and they were a lot of fun. Just like we, it's weird. We've been talking about Transformers for a lot of this show. Just like in Transformers, the humans are the worst part. They're the least interesting part. There are um, except for robot. Yeah, accepting him and stuff like accepting Robotnik, who I mean, Jim Carrey is basically a cartoon character. And so it's almost like not him, but everyone else, it it they did a good job separating them because you got to see Sonic by himself and Tails and Dr. Robotnik because the humans needed their own storyline. And they were just kind of they were okay. it sucks because I feel like James Marsden um, deserves better. Like every time I see him, I'm like, why aren't you a bigger star than you are? Because <laughs> he's he's definitely a lot of fun. He's a really good actor. Um, but I I think that the storyline they gave him in this was just okay. Um, Adam Pauly, I don't know if you guys know who he is. Uh, he was in like I can't think of the show that he was in. He was in a Happy Endings name of that was the show that he was in um he's a lot of fun and this he was just like absolutely wasted um and so i don't understand <laughs> the why. Light, drunk <laughs> no i uh, no i mean he might as well have been. <laughs> he was wet, wasted in every scene. he was just very <laughs> inconsequential movie. i will say like from the human storyline i liked um so tika sumter uh, her sister is played by natasha rothwell she ended up playing a bridezilla and that storyline was a lot of fun. Uh, and I don't want to spoil what happened uh, with that. Actually, I don't really need to go into spoilers for this movie just generally because it, it's basically a kid's movie. But her Bridezilla scenes are a lot of fun. And I think that most people will walk into this and enjoy a lot of it, especially all of the stuff that happens between Tails, Sonic, and Knuckles and, uh, and walk away feeling pretty good there were lots and lots and lots of easter eggs uh in this movie like from the names of places to the sounds that they made to musical cues that they hit if you've played any of the sonic games you're just like you're doing a leo you're pointing at the screen like i know that i know that and i know that and it's a lot of fun so especially especially like the final act of this movie is so ridiculous and so over the top but really, really fun for people that have played any of the games, especially Sonic 2, oddly enough. Which the poster was designed off of. Yes, which is great. Like, I love I that you, did poster. You, did you see the TikTok off of that poster? No. So there's a TikTok I don't of this guy. Top. Like, I don't either, but, you know, it's weird. Pop up on At some point, Twitter everything sometimes. trickles down. Yeah. yeah. So he goes up to the poster. He's like screaming. He's like, what? what is this? Who did like what is this this trait like this garbage? Like he didn't say garbage, like he just sounds very angry. And then he goes, This is actually really good. Like, I really like this. This is this is pretty amazing. Like they were they were really paying attention to detail. Like he just he does a complete 180 from his tone and just talks about how much he loves it. Because it's like you said, Nick, it's lifted straight from the video game cover. Um yeah, that's what's cool about it. Yeah, um, it's amazing. Uh I just imagine. Just remember back to how much of a disaster all this could have been with when they released the original design for Sonic. Yep. And how yeah. they like took the time to fix it and make it right. And now it's a very popular frame. I've I should remind I, 
I'm hanging out this weekend because I can't work. So uh, my employers think I have COVID, even though I don't. It's stupid. But um, is that um, how that works? People walk around and tell you that you have COVID? No, I like took one positive test, but it was a fluke. Like I was having chest pain, which is why I went to the ER. You know, I had a great week, but um, so I thought it was COVID. But my test from the hospital is negative, which is a better test than a home test. Um, But I'll long story short i'll let my friends know that's out maybe i'll see it this weekend because okay my friends andrew and kaylin absolutely love the first sonic yeah i think you I need to watch it, it because uh, i don't remember the end because i was drunk well i don't remember I the know. end of the first one at all does it matter i don't remember what happened to robotnik <laughs> at the end of the last one yeah you don't need to watch again like this works as a standalone movie even if you had never seen the first one you can glean enough watching because I don't remember the movie, the first movie. Before. Okay, perfect. It's pop. The first, the first movie's first popcorn, one. right? There's nothing really substantive about the first one. And this one, you're just like, okay, I got it. Ooh, Kyle's um, not happy about that comment. <laughs> I I just I don't think that there is when I say it's popcorn, I mean there's just like nothing so earth shattering that you need to see because they actually revisit a couple of the beats from the first one so like you'll know where robotnik is you'll know that tails comes and so they catch people up pretty quick in the first like five to seven minutes of the movie even if you don't remember um i do want to the other thing is credit sequence i will i will get there i will say this though i think that you you raise an interesting point i am fascinated to know what knuckles would have looked like if they had stayed with that original fucking Sonic sonic design like I, I don't can't. Know if we gotten a sequel with the original Sonic design. Yeah, man, I don't, I don't think so either. But assuming, you know, assuming that in the multiverse there was one, what does Knuckles look like in that world? I'm just kind of big teeth <laughs> human, and like human features. That's such a weird. I, I don't understand that story. Like that's such a weird thing. You have a design that has lasted for decades, decades, decades. And it's like you have I, to make it look realer, even though it's a cartoon character. Like I just whatever it's so weird like the um, chipmunks <laughs> how's yeah. the chipmunks they got to be cooler and hip and have like realistic hair and i don't know it's so strange i mean he has semi realistic hair in this it's just the wick of weird face design but anyway um i think that people will enjoy this i would give this a like, it's a weird thing i think for people that did not grow up with this franchise this would be a c plus I think that it would be a B minus if you were into the lore and into the story and things of that nature. I don't know much of the lore, but I've certainly played the originals and I've played Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 when they were re-released on GameCube. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I want to ask about the post-credit sequence. Can we talk about that now? Are we good? He best warn Kyle. He, has, yes, he already took off his good. headphones when I brought it up. His headphones off. Yes. Is it, so we are good. Tell me oh. it's Shadow. It is Shadow. Yes! That's what I want from the franchise. <laughs> Knuckles I mean, is fine, but like, and I've that's the weird Shadow. thing, though. So, what do they do, right? So, is he just going to run around with two guns, shooting at Knuckles and Sonic and Tails? Down with it. Does he use guns <laughs> in the game? <laughs> yes. It's like a standalone game where he's just like running yeah. around shooting. Oh yeah, he does have a standalone game. Yeah. I really haven't played. I haven't played anything since. Well, I've played some of the ones they try. Like I played the one where you play as three at once. Or whatever, but they've done so many sequels and spinoffs that I haven't. Mostly the Sonic Adventure games and Genesis. That's my Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so this will be this will be kind of weird. Like he's the very edgy version of Sonic. He's the one that 
walks around holding a gun. So with a shotgun. Yeah. Shoots James Marsden right in the head in the kids movie. Somewhere, somewhere there's an article about why is it that you have a black hedgehog that has to walk around with guns, but we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna ignore that. Just gonna move on. Gotta get a white yeah. to play. It is it is super quick it's fast it is it is literally like the the you know how they do like the animated credits before they go to the black scroll yeah scrolling credits okay so at the end of those animated ones you get this scene where they're like oh there we found this file and it is it's about this one black site that no one knew about for 50 years and then they zoom to the site and it you see shadow and like cryostasis and it oh, it's like a Mewtwo the, type thing. Yes, almost exactly Area that. Area fifty one, we've shadow. Okay. Yep. So I'm. It's so weird. I walked out. I was so excited about seeing it. And the fun thing was, so I saw it at Alamo Draft House, and I saw it with my kids. They were into it the whole time. So this movie is pretty close to two hours, I think. I got to find it, but you know, okay, the being slightly under. Yeah, like I said, they could have they could have cut out the. Sounds like they could have cut out fun. all the human plot that's what it sounds like they could have cut out a lot of it um like it does feed into the bigger story but Miles they, headphones, so no they could have cut it yeah. you didn't need it um cool. Cool. so yeah yeah I, I think it's it's very enjoyable overall the it's Good. a lot of fun so it's too late for the podcast but i guess I'll go you, you should take your weekend. uh you should take your nephews uh danny yeah Make, i will you take yourself take my I cat i said that i would take i would take the boys um yeah, we don't get it for another couple of weeks here. We got the holy oh, month yeah. of Ramadan at the moment, so they kind of do some strange oh. things with the big movies that are dropped. Maybe that's why Sonic, we got we ambulance early too. Yeah, we we don't get Sonic for another couple of weeks, and then that draws us towards the end of Ramadan, which is then called Eid, which is the the. the well, you could almost say that's the Islamic Christmas, for want of a better word. So that's the big celebration, the big family time, the big. Like go after away we fasted for so long let's eat all we can yeah sort of it's, thing. The, it's the end of yeah it's that's the celebration cool. so that's when they'll drop a lot of the big films that they've been maybe withholding the frustrating thing is they drop them all at once so like you've got fucking okay i've got four films to catch up on when normally it would be one one big one but anyway Dr. Sonic Strange is just gotta be the same time. date uh, yeah, yeah that's that Almost that exactly is literally two weeks I mean, two months. May the fifth is literally two days after Ramadan ends, so that's from that point of view, that's that's pretty good timing. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so okay. yeah we that, a weeks. Did you see the news that um, now that's the highest opening? I mean, the highest pre-sales in yeah. 2022. So it yep. beat Batman's like first weekend or day or whatever of pre-sales, whatever the exact. I don't know. I didn't see how specific they were, but I mean, I was bought it, my ticket. Was it on LRM? Was it on our site where someone had said that maybe the pre-sale tickets are more than Morbius opening weekend? Yeah. Yeah, Carl's nodding. Yeah, something they, like that. They were, I'll look it up for you guys real quick. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm it's going to be a huge movie. I actually don't plan yeah. on seeing Morbius in theaters at all. I think I'm going to. I don't mind. Yeah, you're Do fine. You're fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, just I went to see it on Solidarity. I felt bad being like, hey, let's go see this movie and just not being able to go see it. So I went to see it. It's, it's weird. Two days. <laughs> it's weird that everybody talks about how terrible this movie is. While, like I said, the Venom movies are just over in a corner shitting themselves. Yeah, it's it's not terrible. Jammer and I said like it's not terrible. It's average. It, but yeah, it's average, it, Nick. It is. Uh, sorry, sorry. Um, Doc Strange yeah, Two yeah, is the uh, uh, top selling from Dead Deadline uh, pre sales uh, 
uh, so far in 2022 for Fandango. So there, there's the caveat, I'm caveat, guessing. But they're yeah. usually the one, ones that are putting out and that pre-sales stuff. Were they just, the, my question is, is what time, like how are they quantifying that? Like day one, like five day, like, or is it just, or is it already beaten that? Just name? first day, pre okay, day one. First day pre-sales. So we'll see wow. how the ticket sales go. I was easily able to get tickets like two days after it started. But yeah. Okay. Um, there's one more thing okay. I'd like to talk to you all about um, before we pop off. So Halo. Danny, I wanted to have a conversation with you about yeah. this because Halo was the reason that you are a gamer. Halo was the reason that you got yep. out of gaming. So okay. now we have a show that is allegedly ostensibly based off of this 20-year-old allegedly. franchise. Allegedly. And you've now seen the first three episodes, right? Two and a half. Two and a half. Oh, that's right. Two and a half. That's his um, great event. Which I guess kind of, yeah. And I think that kind of answers the question I was going to ask you because here's well, how I feel about it. What I wish they had done was drop the first two episodes as a lot of shows are doing now so that way i could have gotten a better feel for what this show yeah. is going to be because i was like okay i'm gonna wait until i see the second episode before i judge now that i've seen the second and third episode this is not a show for fans this is not a yeah. show for people who were into the lore or even one for people who like played the games and cared a lot about the story that they were playing this feels like a sci-fi show with a halo skin on it not yeah. only that it's not a particularly Brilliant. good one so I, I i wanted to to pick your brain and hear what you thought about that yeah we, you you've just as always you're, you you articulate these things so much better than than, than i do and you pretty much just put a, you, you pretty much just said it it it's it's halo in name and some winks and nods like the vehicles that they're using the guns they're using and his armor and there's some names of characters and things but other than that it, it seems to be a very they're playing very fast and loose with trying to get certain things into the show that they think the fans are going to really like but they're doing it in a way that doesn't seem at the moment to make a lot of sense and they're not doing it in an entertaining and engaging way to get new fans interested in something like this it feels very very hard work at the moment and i i didn't want a halo series finally a live action halo series to feel like hard work i wanted to be as excited about every episode as i have been about let's say how we have been about some of the star wars shows like mandalorian or some of the marvel shows i, I can't wait till next week i'm gonna walk talk about it and get into it and it's just it's slowed down i remember some of the first comments that you guys had about some of the cgi on the first episode and i saw that now there was some of the transition between the live effects of him in his suit, and then when they had the suit running fast, or it was in an act, uh, on a more fast-paced scene, that looked that didn't look right. It looked clearly different, and I was a little bit put out by that. But the actual practical effects, I thought, were really good. So episode one, I was like, okay, this this has got some real potential. And sadly, it's just gone gradually downhill. And see episode two, and I thought, okay, that was establishing some stuff. Maybe episode three will pick up, but it hasn't. And I stopped it halfway through. I couldn't be bothered to carry on watching it. It was just so slow. So you're absolutely right. It's a halo skin on something that at the moment has no, nothing to get your teeth into, no value, no sustenance or anything. It's very disappointing at the moment. I like yeah. episode and that kind of sucks. I like episode two a lot more than episode one. Um, Nick, I thought the crazy you... guy was funny. 
Before you go on, Nick, tell me what's your what is your history with the zero. franchise? Oh. If any, I've zero. played multiplayer, okay. so I don't okay. know any of the plot. Remember when it came out? I was talking about the CGI. I couldn't even name the aliens. I'm like, the aliens don't look that good. The CGI. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> Covenant. That's what they're called. I didn't even know the name. <laughs> that's how little of a fan I am. But the games and were that's, fun. That's kind of the weird thing, right? So Covenant, those were elites. And it is very strange to me that you have not seen. So this at this point in the series, we've only seen three alien types. We've seen uh, elites. We've seen hunters. And we've seen, I can't forget what um, Mercy and the rest of those guys are called from the comic. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what they're, yeah, I can't remember what they're called either. Um, but it's very strange to me that you haven't seen any grunts at all. You haven't seen any jackals. You haven't seen any of that stuff. And I wonder if they have just completely excised them from the show. Which, <laughs> no, that doesn't make any sense to me. It's design, they have to design less characters. This is one models. of the most so one, you don't have to design anything, it already exists. Yeah, right. This is this like show is one realistic. of the most expensive. The show is one of the most expensive shows there is. It's really? millions of yeah, it's millions upon millions. So it's weird. I had this conversation with Pistol Pete and um his buddy Josh Wick on their show, Nerds Adulting, because one of Pistol Pete's like one of the talking points he threw out. I guess there's a theory online that one of the reasons the CGI looks so naff, or one of the reasons that they introduce, I've been calling her Space Karen for lack of a better term, the the pet that the Covenant have that in the yeah. games they would never have. That the reason that those things happen is because they because of budget. And I was like, Are you serious? So Paramount, Microsoft ran out of money, and this is the reason why, like their flagship franchise that they've been working to get to the screen for 17 years. And for whatever yep. reason, it just like, that doesn't make sense to me. And it's not true. And they got Amblin too. We got our Spielberg money. Yeah. And so that it's not true and it doesn't wash with what we know about what this should be. And it just, it just tells me how little they care. But anyway, I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Can't believe no, I, I get the feeling at the moment that maybe a lot of that money has gone on to the things that that we we don't want necessarily to see on the screen. I mean, to Nick's point on episode two, when we went into that new world, into the mining colony, there's some fantastic, beautiful effect mm-hmm. shots in that. But they're the kind of things that we, as fans, or certainly as myself, can't speak for everybody, obviously, that's not what I really wanted to see in my Halo show was worlds different worlds don't get me wrong it's nice to visit these worlds but let's keep it a little bit more contained and give us kind of what we were looking for or expecting from a halo movie and then save that for potential season twos and threes it seems to every episode now we're getting a whole new world and a whole new um uh, um, environment and stuff and i'm okay with that but you've got to give me something to get my teeth into first and at the moment we haven't got that can only hope jones that there's bigger things to come with those with the grunts as Master Chief gets closer and closer to the finale, I I, I can only no, no. assume that. But actually, the second episode so they spent me of- ninety. They spent ninety million dollars on the show. This yeah. show cost as much as a fucking Halo game, and it looks like trash. Yeah, it's got to be more than Star Trek gets, right? Star Trek looks Star Trek and Star Trek looks amazing. Like I, I don't know, and I almost I don't I don't want to say I don't care, but again, because it's. Paramount does not 
I would think that Microsoft would value Halo more yeah. than mm-hmm. Paramount the does Paramount. Star Trek comparatively. And so it's just yeah. fascinating to me the amount of money that they spent on this for it to look and turn out from a story perspective this way. I just, I mean, I'd like to know the screen time. How long have we seen Master Chief in his armor? Compared Not very. to how long he's been out of his armor now. And to me personally, when this was coming on, when when I saw him in his armor in episode one, well, this looks fucking good. And they're doing some of the action stuff really well. And now for almost, and I don't know what happens at the end of episode three, we've had two full episodes where he's not even been in his fucking armor. Yeah. And that, that was my whole experience as the gamer playing Halo. It was in his armor. And so, come on. That's, that's, I know the whole Judge Dredd don't take the helmet off, pay the actor, but uh, Master Chief has well, always been in that reflective screen helmet. I would like to see more. Already. Here's where they fucked up. Part of what I what I think is their mistake is in the journey of getting from conception to here, the 17 years, you've had Judge Dredd on the big screen yeah. multiple times. You've had uh, Mandalorian. You can't yeah. tell that story now without someone going, oh, you're just doing that. So they had right. to find a way to do something slightly different and just them dragging, or like, I don't want to say dragging the heels. Whatever caused this show to take so long be it the movie that they were trying to make or this happening is what caused i think this direction that's just my theory okay sounds good to me sounds like a good work in theory and because at the moment we've got not much else to go on i will end i will watch the rest of episode three probably before i go to bed tonight just because there's 15 minutes left and i've got slight ocd but other than that I'm more excited about Picard next week than I am about Halo, and I never thought I'd be saying that. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. Not that I, I never. I am a Star Trek fan, but just I just thought I'd be more excited about watching an episode of the Halo series finally. Um, yeah, but yeah, they've made some like troubling comments when it comes to this, and like one of the things that one of the showrunners said something like, "We didn't look at the game," or something like that. Um, look. when talking about it, yeah, and. I think I can kind of understand what he means. I can excuse the idea being that it is hard to make a narrative that is just straight from gameplay. And so they went and they had a boot camp at 343 Studios and they explained to them the lore and all this other stuff. But even knowing that, it seems like they took the worst bits of what 343 told them. Like for me, Outside of the gameplay, this is a story about Master Chief and Cortana. And it is hard for me to get down with the way they have presented their relationship. Yeah. I've got this, as you were speaking there, Jones, it's slightly off kilter. I've got that scene in the latest Matrix film where they're talking about what made the Matrix popular. And there's that whole thing going on. What made Halo popular? Let's not do any of that. (laughs) We're going back to the scene. I hate that movie. I hate the fourth Matrix, but that scene has become a touchstone for how I imagine creatives that do this yeah. interact with the, the media that, again, there are gamers that have been playing this game for almost decades at this point, yeah. and it doesn't feel like their enjoyment of the franchise is being put into what we're seeing on screen. I don't know who they're well, going for. Yeah, and it's so interesting because with this conversation we're having now comes right off the back of Sonic Hedgehog 2, a fucking game that's been transferred to the big screen twice in a row and has got better. 
the second time. They get it. Yeah. Figured that shit out. They got it. They they got it. They knew how to finally make a a, 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 a game, a movie. And Halo had so much more. And this was and- a spinning fucking hedgehog collecting rings for fuck's sake. The Halo had a had a had a inbuilt narrative and story that's like you said been running for almost twenty years, and they are struggling to find a story. But someone I- can build a story out of a hedgehog collecting rings. I think what's fascinating about what you just said is we are kind of in a, for lack of a better phrase, a golden age of that, where Uncharted wasn't great, but I think it's better than Halo. Detective Pikachu was leagues better than what we're seeing. Castlevania, right, on Netflix. You have so many examples of people being able to mine the lore and just create these amazing products. And it's just, it, it is baffling to me that this is what we got. So, yeah. I don't know. Yes, disappointing is the word so far. We've got a few episodes left though, right? Why am I still watching it? I don't know why I'm still watching it. I think either I have OCD or I just, I don't, I feel like there's a part of me, I don't hate it. I, it's just disappointing. And yeah. I would like to see where they end up with this thing. I want so. to be less disappointed by the end of this series. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not it. talking about my love life. <laughs> I think that's a good way to say it. I would like, I would, I hope that I am less disappointed by the end because this is a yeah. thing that I love. But, you know, just like Cowboy Bebop, I'm not sure we'll get there. Anyway, Nick Gall, do you have and anything on that else note? About this? Oh, sorry, Nick. No. No. I'm gonna watch, I'm gonna watch it to the end because I this not lower stuff isn't bothering me, but the show is also not exciting me either. It's just like eh, it's on the well, same day as Star Trek. Might as well watch another Paramount Plus show. So here's the thing: <laughs> I agree with you. It it should be less about the lore, but in talking about the show, it helped me solidify like this idea. And I think I said this to you before. I will give a creative as much rope as they need to create their own thing. Like I'm not in control of this franchise, so I kind of have to, right? So I'll, I'll, in, I'll give you that shot. At the point where I'm disappointed in what you've done, then I will start to beat your head over the lore. Then I will beat you over the head with everything that already exists. It's like, cause that's the thing that got my ass in the seat to begin with. Why the fuck did yeah. you just do that? You had it all yeah. right there. And so I that's what's frustrating that. to me. Like as a, I try not to be an entitled viewer of stuff and I'll give you your shot. But I feel like they have fucked up or I am certainly at this point disappointed. So now I'm going to beat you over the head with the stuff that's better, that has gotten millions of people to watch this game and play these games um, for, like I said, almost decades at this point. So, yeah. Yeah. As Jerry Maguire would say, they had me at Halo. <laughs> How long has that one been in your pocket? <laughs> About 13 seconds when Jonesy said they had me in the seat already. I'm like, you had me at hello. Hello. <laughs> That's a good point to wrap it up, right? <laughs> I agree. I there's one thing I do want to touch on. Uh so Kyle gave us some late breaking news. I think this is interesting news. Um, especially since we started out with the Ezra Miller uh assault stuff. So apparently Will Smith has been banned from the Oscars for 10 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is the adjudication. Um, And so off of the slap that you guys talked about the last week, this man will not be able to uh, 
go to the Oscars until he's in what he's in his fifties now. Right. So he'll be 60 something by the time he is able to go. Hmm. That's fascinating. The Scientologists couldn't even save him. Maybe they lowered it to 10 years by getting involved. Maybe it was like lifetime man. And then the head of Scientology is like, look, Will Smith's an important dude. Let's shorten it down to 10 years. Yes, sir. Yeah, Yeah. that's fascinating. So, yeah, that's the, let's see. I'm trying to find. So the Academy Academy expressed deep gratitude to Mr. Rock for maintaining his composure under extraordinary circumstances. This action we are taking today in response to Will Smith's behavior is a step toward a larger goal of protecting the safety of our performers and guests and restoring trust in the Academy. We also hope this can begin a time of healing and restoration for all involved and impacted. Chris Rock did handle it like a champ. I have thoughts and feelings about that, but we'll we'll save those for next time. You know, all the people that are acting like they're traumatized off of the back of this, this is, that's the thing that's frustrating to me, but. Think more, if you want to be traumatized, think more about that Rust movie and and, uh, Alec Baldwin. Well, that's uh, what I'm thinking of. the Academy Awards. Well, so that's what I, my brain immediately goes to, and it's frustrating to hear one of the loudest voices talk about how traumatized they are. Amy Schumer talk about, oh, I was so traumatized by this, but then also at a set talk about don't look up. Oh, I thought the title was don't look up in the end of Alec Baldwin's gut. Everybody Such on the Rust set, joke. everybody on the Rust set actually saw someone get shot, but you're traumatized by a slap but it's still okay for you to make it like the hypocrisy of her and a bunch of, of all of these other people is, is so frustrating that I could go on about this for another, I don't know how long, however long you guys have got, but we shouldn't do that. We should wrap up no. the show. Cause we've had fun, right? <laughs> we we've had yeah. a good time and nobody, nobody needs angry me at the end of, of a show. So maybe next week, <laughs> maybe next time. Maybe next time. So, folks, if you like what you heard, do all the socials. Like, rate, comment, subscribe, share. We would certainly appreciate it. Also, LRM and the Genreverse Podcast Network have other great content for you to find, like, share, listen to, and love. Nick, where can you be found? I am at Geeky Nick Doll, um, as you can read below. Hopefully you're watching us on YouTube these days. We are visual, and you can see our ugly mugs. Um, so at Geeky Nick Doll on Twitter. And I also do Marvel Multiverse Monday Mayhem with a <laughs> with Kyle looking at me pointing at me. With a You're so close. Kyle. And we're covering Moon Knight these days. We well, at least you Marvel got his content. name right. Good, good. At least Kyle. I'm glad you got Kyle's name. <laughs> Danny, where can you be found? Playing Halo, of I'll course. I'll be right? found at home finishing watching Halo. That's about it. <laughs> and you can find me, of course tweeting at Sir Jonesius and right here on Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast. Folks, as always, thanks for listening and we will catch you on the next one. Hasta lasagna. Don't get me on ya. You're not going to say it again. Mission accomplished. You're still with silence. You're still with silence. I was waiting for the
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.